first saved voice message sent Thursday, July 23rd at 2.12 p.m. from 9-0. Duration, 38 seconds. Hello, Ken, it's your friend for calling from Action News. I just want to touch base with you. I um, have been looking over your website and um, all kinds of exciting things up there, but I thought it was interesting as under your projects tab. Message erased. Next message. Sorry, I'm going to waste my fan. <laughs> In the, uh, anyway, starting with the background, I am hopping around on one leg. <laughs> have a little spill. So, I think. Message erased. Next message. At nine. Message erased. Next message. Sent. Message erased. Next message. Sent. Message erased. Next message. Sent Wednesday, August. Message erased. Next message. Sent Monday, August 24th. Message erased. Next message. Sent Tuesday, August. Message erased. Next message. Sent Thursday, August 27th. Message erased. Next message. Sent Monday, August 31st. Message erased. Next message. Sent Thursday, September 3rd. At message erased. Next message. Message erased. End of messages. And that's that. Welcome to show number 143. I am your host, Gummo. And I am Crash. And today is Sunday, September the 13th, 2020, and here we go. Good evening and welcome to the uh, show. Uh, it's good to be back. Uh, man, wow. Yeah, what a weird time, right? It was a weird time. Yeah, man. We're, we're uh, just kind of trying to get grounded here after uh past, uh, what, 14, 14 days? Has it been 14 days since we've been back here in the uh, studio? 14 uh, something like that. It's always 14 days. Yeah. Well, it seems like we take those periodic breaks once in a while. And you have to, right? You know, it was, you know, it was, uh, what was it, Labor Day? Is that what it was? The I holiday? Think, I think so, yeah. I think so, yeah. And yeah. so we, 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 we did not labor on Labor Day. No, we didn't. We chose not to labor. <laughs> and, so, yeah, yeah, normally, uh, you know, <laughs> to, you know, for those of uh, you listening outside of the United States, uh, Basically, what we're talking about is a holiday. Usually comes at the end of summer, and we call it Labor Day. I don't know where the origins of Labor Day came from. Do you know where Labor Day comes from? Um, Not directly, no. 
I don't either. It's I guess it's got to do somewhat labor because it's called Labor Day. <laughs> yeah, it has to do something <laughs> with workers and whatnot. And uh, who knows? But anyhow, yeah. Normally, uh, folks, uh, on Labor Day here in the United States, we uh, we barbecue, we open our grills, and we add to the uh, global compl- uh, pollution climate index by. Uh, needlessly grilling out hot dogs and hamburgers and, and shit that's loaded with bad chemicals uh, mm-hmm. once a year uh, to uh, celebrate the end of summer. And uh, unfortunately, this year, uh, we, we were not uh, privy to all of those advances in technology. Uh, actually, on the, on, on the contrary, uh, I think I had uh, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich or something like that. It was really low-key. Uh, you know, I think... I, 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 think i was not yeah you know i did not labor on labor day i think i watched netflix yeah all day. yeah yeah that's pretty much all i did i just I just hung out you know i i did some programming that's about it though yeah just, what, what'd you program uh just a <laughs> random number generator but it's uh it's instead of it being pseudo random it's actually cryptographically random right or crypt- cryptographically secure cryptographically secure yeah well cool uh, yeah well um good luck with it are are you are you in the middle of it and at the end of your your project oh no it was just a little fun project uh, oh nice okay. yeah it's literally just taking uh, <laughs> a, a, a pseudo random number generator and flipping it on its head it's, oh, it's nice 10 lines of code 10 lines of code yeah. wow man well, well well congratulations anything else popping off with you man just no nah, man just... just uh checking out netflix uh <laughs> checked out a new new movie last night um it's called legend legend um, yeah a gangster movie about two brothers who go around kind of kicking ass and 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 with the rackets and all that it's oh, yeah yeah you know it's like your typical 50s mob movie it actually takes place in the 60s okay so um worth a watch oh hell yeah it's two hours two so hours. definitely get some popcorn or snacks or something way longer um, than my attention span hey it's not <laughs> as long as the irishman which is three hours long oh wow. which yeah but it, it's totally worth it because it's got three legends in it so you got the nero pacino and and uh pesci so oh wow yeah yeah I, yeah my faves yeah they're great <laughs> actors and not only that but they they did age regression too for them using ai technology and really? it's fucking phenomenal okay i thought i was looking at a young joe pesci and it blew my mind oh wow and what's the name of the movie again the irishman the irishman yeah wow. and then it. yeah it's they use a bunch of that age regression in there and it, it's great though you, oh like yeah. they did jeff bridges in tron yeah in the tron sequel yeah and yeah. it's it's getting better they're getting more uh, use out of it so and that's what i thought too i, I thought about it as being uh, jeff bridges with tron too when i first <laughs> saw it because right. the, the beginning you can see de niro and it's it's incredible to see the the difference wow yeah that's that you know before long, you know, people will be able to download themselves into a new body thanks to Neuralink. Maybe. Oh, yeah. Before long, we're going to be able to implement ourselves into the movie. I mean, we have video games now, yeah. but it's it's soon enough. Yeah, we'll be able to be in the video game. Like, oh, man. Yeah. I, I weep for the future from that capacity. I don't know. You know it's, it, it, perhaps I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. But. No, no. It, it's it's. I think uh, that we're thinking about it wrong. Perhaps because I think the tech, the technology is inevitable. Right. It, it's 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 just going to be you know it's 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 going to have to happen. Yeah, and you know I think about it from my my perspective as you know what 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 can you do from with with new technology from a criminalistic point of view, right? You well, know, like how 
how, yeah. can, how can I take advantage of this in, in, in the world of crime, right? Like, mm-hmm. how does this work? You know, like, or how does that work? You know? Yeah, but I, I think maybe we're focusing too much on that because I think yeah. there's so many more other, there's there's so many other applications like medical and banking and this, that, and the other. So it's, it's... The good definitely always outweigh the bad. Yeah, of always course. will. Well, it always balances yeah. out the bad. I it, mean, it, yeah. there's always parts of both in each other. So I agree. Yeah. I agree. You know, I, I I saw a cool car this week. Oh yeah, what kind? Yeah, it we'll was make uh, a model. <laughs> it was um, it, it was by a new company called Lucid. 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 Okay. And it's it's an electric uh, it's an electric car, and it's a challenger to the Tesla. Tesla. Yeah. And what I found interesting about the Lucid is that its range, uh, it has a 500 mile an hour, uh, 500 mile an hour, as a 500 mile range, man. And you can charge the thing for 30 minutes or 20 minutes and get 300 miles out of that. That's pretty phenomenally impressive, man. I mean, you stop for 20 minutes every 300 miles and boom, plug it in for a few, <laughs> plug it in for 20 minutes. You know, that's, that's long. And that's about the average time that it takes to go in and, and, you know, freshen up in the restroom, grab something, you know, cold to drink, stretch, mm-hmm. stretch your arms, you know, and, and by the time you jump back in your, your car, you've got 300 miles ready to go. And that's phenomenal, man, without burning any fossil fuels or anything. So I found out. I found that car and I found it all, all of the other uses that it has, right? Like it, it could, it can power your home. Like I found that very, anyhow, I don't want to sound like a spokesperson for lucid, but it was a cool car, man. Yeah. I think it was, um, (laughs) so you can use it as what an external battery source for. Yeah, man, I want one. And if anyone at lucid, dude, (laughs) and if anyone at lucid listens to this, podcast send me one for god's sakes because the you should look at the interior of that shit yeah it's completely fresh okay uh, or, or i'll take a cadillac <laughs> well yeah that works too or the, you know, the like electric cadillacs man I, dude i saw the electric cadillacs and they're badass oh come on did it's i forgot the name of it the um it's whatever but it was you know i like cadillacs man they're really nice you know but what but I why like you know, it's the it's the best GM has to offer, right? And and I've always I've always liked the brand, man. You know, when I was a kid, you know, you grew up growing up in the hood, man. You see you see the, you know the big the big drug dealer dude driving the big fancy Cadillac, and you're like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, one day I'm gonna drive that Cadillac. Yeah, but why are we why are we still constrained the roads? Why aren't we levitating and flying, dude? We're not. Come on, man. Doc Brown estimated <laughs> by now we would be, and we haven't even fucking converted to electric fully. I, I, you know. <sighs> I think a lot of that weighs on, on our government, right? And and the the big five eyes thing and how that all comes together and oh, regulation yeah. versus yeah. corporation and all that. And I don't want to get into that because then well, it gets really to, to sum weird. it up, it's just greed is fucking everything. Pretty much, yeah. Greed always prevents and stifles innovation. We all know that. I mean, yeah. if you lived on an island, right? So if you lived on an island with uh, five, ten other people eventually every someone is going to become greedy in one capacity or another and so true it, it works that way with the billions of people that we share this planet with no surprise <laughs> but you know in long story short though the, the the car was cool as shit 
Yeah. Okay. So I'll check super it out. Cool. It's called the Lucid. Is Lucid. The Lucid. Lucid car. Check it out. The Lucid. Lu- <laughs> or just Lucid. Lucid. Just Lucid. It's a, yeah, a then, Lucid car. I and, get it. And you I know, think. people are, you know, and from from, uh, and I see a, a complaint of uh, the price, right? One hundred sixty nine thousand dollars for this thing. Well, what kind of features are in it? I mean, or, or does it have? I have no idea, but it looked cool. But that's it? It just looked cool? Yeah, it looked cool. Dude, I mean, I would look cool on that. So what? That's like buying a shirt that's like a, a $1,000 just because it looks cool. Yeah, but didn't you have a $1,000 shirt that looks cool that you know you paid 1000 bucks for? I don't know. Maybe I'm on the flip side of the coin. Okay. I mean, you know, it's so it's so it's expensive, right? So, but think of, I mean, to me, to me, right? Like, who cares what it costs, man? As long as you're not destroying, you know, some part of the earth by getting around, like putting my ass <laughs> in a seat and going from point A to point B, and. Mm-hmm. Not really destroying shit in the process, right? You know, like, you know, petrochemicals and shit like that that's required for, for you know, combustion engines and which causes smog, which causes, you know, global warming, which causes the fucking fires that we're having. Well, I and, mean, and unless... the polar ice caps melting. Unless and you shit. went into a cave and yeah. you, you, you took a chunk of gold out of the side of a wall that just happened to be sticking <laughs> out or extruding out. Right. Then it's a little hard to do that because either way, you have to deform the earth in order to, to create these currencies unless you do some sort of magical digital kind of currency with just... Our little mouth noises that we have, yeah, which know. would be a little hard, but <laughs> it wouldn't deform the Earth as much, and you know, it'd just be pushing around air molecules. So. Yeah, and you know, I tell, I tell you, <laughs> I, t- I tell you, man, you know, and for 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 the price to pay for what we've done, right? We as a species have done to the planet, you know. I think we've, we we have really fucked shit up uh, enough and oh, yeah. you know you see it evident you know you don't need no one needs a, a, a science lesson on the the impact that humanity has had on the planet and, and what what's happening right now and so we can still chill shit out right by not driving combustion based driven engines and so yeah if it costs a little bit more for that privilege you know I feel uh you know, uh, that's what I'll do because, you know, it's not like I can put some shit on, or, you know, build my own shit and, and start mm-hmm. driving around because then I have to fault, you know, well, regulations I mean, technically and shit. you can. Yeah. I mean, I can build a kit car and all of that. Yeah, but then that, that's, that's the thing. You know, more people should be. And that's the problem. Exactly. You yeah. know, it, it, you know, living here in, you know, here, one thing I've noticed here in Florida is that there are so many so many vehicles with loud engines you know like mm-hmm. all up and down the street you know and and you know it's just like that it's it's truly uncalled for with you know these big engines and big trucks and all of this this silliness it's in a lot of places man. right like, well it is it's up north it, it's in the west yeah the these east. big gigantic trucks on the the roads they should yeah. actually be banned right because you know they're not fuel efficient and besides the fact that they run over cars with families on their way to picnics you know mm-hmm. they they really should be banned and outlawed but the engines that the engines that go in these things are just ridiculously inefficient. You've got black smoke everywhere on the road, and 
you know, it's just silly. But that comes in conflict with so many other things, yeah, like well, freedoms to do things. That just and it adds more complication where complication may not be needed. Well, you've got to give people. So you've got to take the bad things away from people that they've become dependent on, well, like who's oil. Decide, who's to say what's good and what's bad? That you know, that's that's what we've done as a race is yeah. create morality. Yeah, and, and yeah. it's and it's fairly am, ambiguous. Yeah, I, you know, and I, and I, I don't want to open up all of those channels on on the show tonight. But mm. the the thing that the thing that I'm I'm aware of is that is that anything that we can do to contribute to the the the, the lessening of fucking up the planet, right? If you, we can do our little small part, then I think that's the best thing we can all do uh, as a species. Right? Well, of course, throw yeah. the throw the bottle of water in the recycle bin, right? You know, throw the, do, you know, just do your part, e- even though it's part of some big, you know, perceived conspiracy or some shit like that. I don't know, but you know, just you know, do do what you can, right? The whole point to, is to leave your environment better than where, what you found absolutely it man you should always leave things it's, better than what you find them it's just like the golden rule that's always taught or at least i i was taught as yep. a kid and i hope yep. it's still taught you know treat things and people as you want to be treated that's right man and that's that's exactly right and and, and we'll get there We'll get there. I'm positive. I have a lot. Yeah. I have a lot of positive vibes for the future for our species in this planet. I don't think we're going to fuck it up. I don't think it's doomsday, but I do think that we all need to do our part, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, can pitch in, contribute, and help out. And and I think once we all, once we all, right, jump in and do that part, and not drive these big, gigantic, fucking scary trucks with black soot coming out of them. I think, uh, you know, once people like that, uh, you know, assume the role of driving a, uh, a, 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 a truck flying with, machine, yeah, a flying machine or a truck with electric uh, motor that doesn't pollute the environment. It, it'd think. be better if we had, uh, you know, air lanes instead. Air lanes. Well, yeah. Think about it. it I see it, people with jetpacks now on their wrists. Well, yeah, because people cool. want to fly. People want to get in the air. It's bullshit that we're stuck to the ground and, and having big rigs in front of you and shit. We should be flying, yeah, you know, should. Emmett Brown commit, you know, committed <laughs> to doing <laughs> shit. Hey, I will, I, I will, always uh, you know bring that shit up right? Brown. that's hey. funny man uh <laughs> so i'm gonna jump off that man what yeah. else is uh you know i tell you uh there's been a lot of things happening you know uh julian assange you remember him he's still uh yeah we discussed him uh i think a few weeks ago yeah you know he's uh he's still in court uh trying to battle it out for uh extradition trying to prevent mm-hmm. him you know being extradited to the states but right well, uh, any any word from that, you know, other than the fact that, yeah, um, you know, we all know how miserable that situation is, and right. so best of luck to him. Um, yeah, condolences. Yeah. Um, other than that, man, uh, the the spate of cybercrime has just freaking advanced. Skyrocketing, man. Skyrocketing. Yeah, it's crazy. And you know, it's um, you know, you you know, I was I was thinking about. Uh, a couple of cool things uh, to prevent the that, and I think I spoke about it earlier. And they, you know, just like uh, what are they, honey pots? You know, like um, 
little sensors on your network. How you know you you get these seam systems, right? You know these 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 systems that look on your network for you know malevolent or malevolent traffic and mm-hmm. uh, you know all this weird shit, and you you get all of these logs coming in and all of that, but. You know, I don't think people see the big picture for what it's worth either, man. I mean, you know, it's like, well, shit, you know, who's really watching this shit? And and what's it go? You know, like, even if you're running all of this, even if you've automated every process, man, you still kind of need a person to look at all of these things, man. And so, yeah, I don't know. Um, just figuring some things out. And, and you know, that, that rings true. You know, uh, this past week I scanned a network. No, yeah. Well, what were your findings? My findings were very interesting. Yeah, you know, and and that's one of the things I'm talking about. You know, is where a lot of people automate tasks like that. Where and where, I, you know, I'm kind of old fashioned, right? I'm going <laughs> to fire up Nmap and I'm going to scan your entire network with Nmap, and I want to see, right? <laughs> I want to see what's going on, and I, I think I get a clearer picture and indicator, you know, that way, and. And um, yeah, so you know, you find some interesting things, you, you and you work on fixing them and moving on in life. It's not too too uh, you know dramatic, serious, and all that. But there's a hurricane uh, a, a couple hundred miles to our west. Did you know that? I did not. There was a hurricane out there. Really? Uh, it's Hurricane. I don't even know what the hur- the name of the hurricane is. Is it a hurricane or a tropical storm? It's a tropical storm right now. It's moving across South Florida as as we actually speak. Oh, okay. Yeah, and by like Monday morning or Monday afternoon, it will it should be uh, hitting the Louisiana New Orleans coastline. So I think that was like two weeks ago. There was the same thing happening. Yeah, they just got hit by a hurricane. Yeah, it seems so, like it's uh, they're forming faster and faster. Currently, right now, there are four active tropical systems in the Atlantic Ocean. That's and the Gulf of Mexico. That's climate change. That is absolute climate change, and that's what you know. And that is a direct result of you know the you know the things that we as as a species, as we were just discussing, are, are doing to this planet. Right? You mm-hmm. know, it's you know you've got. You know, pollution and all. all right, so we, <laughs> it, we just it, it all that. loops back, man. Yeah, it, it all loops back. Everything's connected, my man. It is. It really is. You know, one one of the things that I wanted to um, one of the things that I found interesting uh, was uh, how we actually are screwing the planet up. So, <laughs> you know, uh, last yeah. week last week's show was really interesting. I, I really learned a lot from last week's show on mushrooms. Mm. Oh, uh, yeah, and that's another way we're connected. You never realize how important mushrooms really are. Well, yeah, I mean, think I about d- it. I d- I honestly, I didn't know. We we are fungal bodies interacting with other fungal bodies. Well, we are, and it was very interesting. It was so interesting. And, you know, and you know, here, here at the uh, beach house, I was out back, and I saw a couple mushrooms sprout. And yeah, I think I saw a whole bunch of them. And then they're, they're gone today. They're no, gone. I don't know. I saw some actually because it uh, it rained earlier, and uh, apparently there was more that uh, they come and they go. Yeah, it's the coolest thing. And it, so, it 
now that I listened to the show, right, and found out the the, the real cool things that mushrooms are, are doing for our wonderful planet, uh, now I know. I was like, oh wow, I, I knew. I, you know, I listened to the show, and now I know about that. So yeah, it's it's great. It, uh, they enrich the earth. You know, they're the greatest decomposer on earth. And that's and, right, man. And and they're very important without them we wouldn't have a lot of what we have we wouldn't be alive really yeah and uh, yeah and so it's yeah. kind of funny it, it really is and folks what we're talking about is last week's show if you haven't heard about it you should uh and and go learn everything you can about mushrooms and and how important and impactful they are to us as a species so, all right, for, uh, without further ado, let's go ahead and run into this little bit, little, little tidbit that uh, I want to share with everybody tonight, uh, just about how badly we are fucking up the planet. So we'll be back after this, and um, enjoy. The most massive tsunami, perfect storm, is bearing down upon us. This... Perfect storm is mounting a grim reality, increasingly grim reality, and we are facing that reality with the full belief that we can solve our problems with technology, and that's very understandable. Now, this perfect storm that we are facing is the result of our rising population, rising towards 10 billion people, land that is turning to desert, and, of course, climate change. Now, there's no question about it at all. We will only solve the problem of replacing fossil fuels with technology. But fossil fuels, carbon, coal and gas, are by no means the only thing that is causing uh, climate change. Desertification is a fancy word for land that is turning to desert. And this happens only when we create too much bare ground. There's no other cause. And I intend to focus on most of the world's land that is turning to desert. But I have for you a very simple message that offers more hope than you can imagine. We have environments where humidity is guaranteed throughout the year. On those, it is almost impossible to create vast areas of bare ground, no matter what you do. Nature covers it up so quickly. And we have environments where we have months of humidity followed by months of dryness, and that is where desertification is occurring. Fortunately, with space technology now, we can look at it from space. And when we do, you can see the proportions fairly well. Generally, what you see in green is not desertifying, and what you see in brown is. And these are by far the greatest areas of the Earth. About two-thirds, I would guess, of the world is desertifying. I took this picture in the Tihama Desert while 25 millimeters, that's an inch of rain, was falling. Think of it in terms of drums of water, each containing 200 liters. Over 1,000 drums of water fell on every hectare of that land that day. The next day, the land looked like this. Where had that water gone? Some of it ran off as flooding, but most of the water that soaked into the soil simply evaporated out again. 
exactly as it does in your garden if you leave the soil uncovered. Now, because the fate of water and carbon are tied to soil organic matter, when we damage soils, you give off carbon. Carbon goes back to the atmosphere. Now, you are told over and over repeatedly that desertification is only occurring in arid and semi-arid areas of the world. And that tall grasslands like this one, in high rainfall, are of no consequence. But if you do not look at grasslands, but look down into them, you find that most of the soil in that grassland that you've just seen is bare and covered with a crust of algae, leading to increased runoff and evaporation. That is the cancer of desertification that we do not recognize till its terminal form. Now, we know that desertification is caused by livestock, mostly cattle, sheep and goats, overgrazing the plants, okay, leaving the soil bare and giving off methane. Almost everybody knows this from Nobel laureates to golf caddies, or was taught it, as I was. Now, the environments like you see here, dusty environments in Africa, where I grew up, and I loved wildlife, and so I grew up hating livestock because of the damage they were doing. And then my university education as an ecologist reinforced my beliefs. Well, I have news for you. We were once just as certain that the world was flat. We were wrong then, and we are wrong again. And I want to invite you now to come along on my journey of re-education and discovery. When I was a young man, uh, a young biologist in Africa, I was involved in setting aside marvelous areas as future national parks. Now, no sooner, this was in the 1950s, and no sooner did we remove the hunting, drum-beating people to protect the animals, then the land began to deteriorate, as you see in this park that we formed. Now, no livestock were involved, but suspecting that we had too many elephants now, I did the research and I proved we had too many, and I recommended that we would have to reduce their numbers and bring them down to a level that the land could sustain. Now, that was a terrible decision for me have to have to make, and it was political dynamite, frankly. So our government formed a team of experts to evaluate my research. They did, they agreed with me, and over the following years, we shot 40,000 elephants to try to stop the damage. And it got worse, not better. Loving elephants as I do, that was the saddest and greatest blunder of my life, and I will carry that to my grave. One good thing did come out of it. It made me absolutely determined to devote my life to finding solutions. When I came to the United States, I got a shock to find national parks like this one desertifying as badly as anything in Africa. And there'd been no livestock on this land for over 70 years. And I found that American scientists had 
No explanation for this, except that it is arid and natural. So I then began looking at all the research plots I could over the whole of the western United States, where cattle had been removed to prove that it would stop desertification. But I found the opposite. As we see on this research station, where this grassland that was green in 1961, by 2002, had changed to that situation. And the authors of the position paper on climate change, from which I obtained these pictures, attribute this change to unknown processes. Clearly, we have never understood what is causing desertification, which has destroyed many civilizations and now threatens us globally. We have never understood it. Take one square meter of soil and make it bare, like this is down here, and I promise you, you will find it much colder at dawn and much hotter at midday than that same piece of ground if it's just covered with litter, plant litter. You have changed the microclimate. Now, by the time you are doing that and increasing greatly the um, percentage of bare ground on more than half the world's land, you are changing macroclimate. But we have just simply not understood why was it beginning to happen 10,000 years ago? Why has it accelerated lately? We had no understanding of that. What we had failed to understand was that these seasonal humidity environments of the world, the soil and the vegetation, developed with very large numbers of grazing animals. And that these grazing animals developed with ferocious pack-hunting predators. Now, the main defense against pack-hunting predators is to get into herds, and the larger the herd, the safer the individuals. Now, large herds dung and urinate all over their own food, and they have to keep moving. And it was that movement that prevented the overgrazing of plants, while the periodic trampling ensured good cover of the soil, as we see where a herd has passed. This picture is a typical seasonal grassland. It has just come through four months of rain, and it's now going into eight months of dry season. And watch the change as it goes into this long dry season. Now, all of that grass you see above ground has to decay biologically before the next growing season. And if it doesn't, the grassland and the soil begin to die. Now, if it does not decay biologically, it shifts to oxidation, which is a very slow process, and this smothers and kills grasses, leading to a shift to woody vegetation and bare soil releasing carbon. To prevent that, we have traditionally used fire. But fire also leaves the soil bare, releasing carbon. And worse than that, burning one hectare of grassland gives off more and more damaging pollutants than 6,000 cars. And we are burning in Africa every single year more than one billion hectares. 
of grasslands, and almost nobody is talking about it. We justify the burning as scientists because it does remove the dead material and it allows the plants to grow. Now, looking at this grassland of ours that has gone dry, what could we do to keep that healthy? And bear in mind, I'm talking of most of the world's land now. Okay, we cannot reduce animal numbers to rest it more without causing desertification and climate change. We cannot burn it without causing desertification and climate change. What are we going to do? There is only one option. I repeat to you, only one option left to climatologists and scientists, and that is to do the unthinkable and to use livestock, bunched and moving, as a proxy for former herds and predators and mimic nature. There is no other alternative left to mankind. So let's do that. So on this bit of grassland, we'll do it, but just in the foreground. We'll impact it very heavily with cattle to mimic nature, and we've done so. And look at that. All of that grass is now covering the soil as dung, urine, and litter, or mulch, as every one of the gardeners amongst you would understand. And that soil is ready to hold, absorb and hold the rain, to store carbon, and to break down methane. And we did that without using fire to damage the soil, and the plants are free to grow. When I first realized that we had no option as scientists but to use much vilified livestock to address climate change and desertification, okay, I was faced with a real dilemma. How were we to do it? We'd had 10,000 years of extremely knowledgeable pastoralists bunching and moving their animals, but they had created the great man-made deserts of the world. Then we'd had 100 years of modern-range science, and that had accelerated desertification, as we first discovered in Africa and then confirmed in the United States, and as you see in this picture of land managed by the federal government. Clearly, more was needed than bunching and moving the animals. And humans, over thousands of years, had never been able to deal with nature's complexity. But we biologists and ecologists had never tackled anything as complex as this. So rather than reinvent the wheel, I began studying other professions to see if anybody had. And I found there were planning techniques that I could take and adapt to our biological need and from those I developed what we call holistic management and planned grazing, a planning process. And that does address all of nature's complexity and our social, environmental, economic complexity. Today, we have young women like this one teaching villagers in Africa how to put their animals together into larger herds, plan their grazing to mimic nature, and where we have them hold their animals overnight, we run them in a predator-friendly manner, because we have a lot of lions and so on, and where they do this and hold them overnight are to prepare the crop fields, we're getting very great increases in crop yield as well. Let's look at some results. This is land close to land that we manage in Zimbabwe. It has just come through four months of very good rains, it got that year, 
and it's going into the long dry season. But as you can see, all of that rain, almost all of it, has evaporated from the soil surface. Their river is dry despite the rain just having ended, okay? And we have 150,000 people on almost permanent food aid. Now let's go to our land on, nearby on the same day with the same rainfall and look at that. Our river is flowing and healthy and clean, it's fine. The production of grass, shrubs, trees, wildlife, everything is now more productive and we have virtually no fear of dry years. And we did that by increasing the cattle and goats 400%, planning the grazing to mimic nature and integrate them with all the elephants, buffalo, giraffe and other animals that we have. But before we began, our land looked like that. This site was bare and eroding for over 30 years, regardless of what rain we got. Okay? Watch the marked tree and see the change as we use livestock to mimic nature. This was another site where it had been bare and eroding, and at the base of the marked small tree, we had lost over 30 centimeters of soil, okay? And again, watch the change just using livestock to mimic nature. And you, there are fallen trees in that now because these are now, the better land is now attracting elephants, etc. This land in Mexico was in terrible condition, and I've had to mark the hill because the change is so profound. I began helping a family in the Karoo Desert in the 1970s turn the desert that you see on the right there back to grassland and thankfully now their grandchildren are on the land with hope for the future. And look at the amazing change in this one where that gully has completely healed using nothing but livestock mimicking nature and once more we have the third generation of that family on that land with their flag still flying. The vast grasslands of Patagonia are turning to desert as you see here. The man in the middle is an Argentinian researcher and he has documented the steady decline of that land over the years as they kept reducing the sheep numbers. They put 25,000 sheep in one flock, really mimicking nature now, with planned grazing, okay, and they have documented a 50% increase in the production of the land in the first year. We now have in the violent horn of Africa pastoralists planning their grazing to mimic nature and openly saying it is the only hope they have of saving their families and saving their culture. 95% of that land can only feed people from animals. I remind you that I am talking about most of the world's land here that controls our fate, including the most violent region of the world where only animals can feed people from about 95% of the land. What we are doing globally is causing climate change as much as, I believe, fossil fuels and maybe more than fossil fuels. But worse than that, it is causing hunger, poverty, violence, social breakdown and war 
And as I am talking to you, millions of men, women and children are suffering and dying. And if this continues, we are unlikely to be able to stop the climate changing even after we have eliminated the use of fossil fuels. I believe I've shown you how we can work with nature at very low cost to reverse all this. We are already doing so on about 15 million hectares on five continents. And people who understand far more about carbon than I do calculate that for illustrative purposes, if we do what I'm showing you here, we can take enough carbon out of the atmosphere and safely store it in the grassland soils for thousands of years. And if we just do that on about half the world's grasslands that I've shown you, we can take us back to pre-industrial levels while feeding people. I can think of almost nothing that offers more hope for our planet, for your children, and their children, and all of humanity. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Thank okay. you. Thank you. I have, and I'm sure everyone here has, A, 100 questions, B, wants to hug you. Um, I'm just going to ask you one, one quick question. When you first start this, you bring in a flock of, of animals. It's desert. What do they eat? How does that part work? How do you start? Well, we've done this for a long time, and the only time we have ever had to provide any feed is doing mine reclamation, where it's 100% bare. But uh, many years ago, we took the worst land in Zimbabwe, where I offered a five-pound note of, in a hundred-mile drive if somebody could find one grass <laughs> in a hundred-mile drive. And on that, we trebled the stocking rate, the, the number of animals, in the first year with no feeding, just by the movement mimicking nature and using a sigmoid curve, uh, that, uh, that principle. It's a little bit technical to explain here, but well, I would, that. I would love to, yeah. I mean, this is such an interesting and important idea. Yeah. The best people on our blog are going to come and talk to you and try and... I, I want to get more on this that well, we wonderful. can share along with the talk. Um, that, that is an astonishing talk, truly an astonishing mm -hmm. talk. And I think you heard that we all are cheering you on your way. Thank you so much. Well, I'm thank you all. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Well, folks, that was that. Uh, that just kind of uh, lets you know, um, you know, just really uh, what we're doing. And, you know, again, you know, you don't need me. What do you need me to tell you to do? Aren't those good? Aren't those, good? those are really good. Uh, fudge wow. fudge covered nutter butters, man. Yeah, man. Well, it looks like a double layer uh, of cookie. And then there's peanut butter in the middle. There's chocolate. I couldn't resist it. I had to buy them. Mm. And I had to try it. 
These are amazing. I had two of them, man. And then, I, then only then, after I ate two of them, then that's when I read the ingredients and the nu- the nutrition facts label. Mm, that, hence why I only have one. <laughs> it was really good, man. But, you know, hey, I've been doing good, man. I've been uh, been hitting the track every day, man. And uh, been, Yeah, you're looking good, man. Thanks, man. Yeah, feeling good. Yeah. Yeah, and, you know, got getting up to speed, you know, of... Uh, mm-hmm. What have I've lost twenty pounds? Oh wow, twenty pounds, man! So I've reversed all of the barbecue and seafood that I had when I got here. Yeah, that twenty mile uh, or that twenty pound milestone. <laughs> twenty pound milestone, man. Yeah, I'm feeling good about it. You know, and my target is, you know, uh, I don't want to get too skinny, but well, the know, point is to, to slim pounds. down and to, to bulk up. Yeah, you know, yeah. get some protein. I'm on too old to bulk up, man. I'm too old to bulk up. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. Are you kidding me? I'm ready for a wheelchair. Dude, <laughs> you have like 100-year-olds that are super buff and shit. Yeah, I know, man. It's crazy. That'd look weird, though, man. You know, I mean, it depends. an old guy like me walking around all buffed out. Well, some have really young-looking skin, so yeah. they can kind of get away with it. Some just look like they're in their 60s. Yeah, that's true, but I don't want to be one of those. younger. I don't want to be the one of those testosterone out dudes, you know, in my mid mid middle age, you know. That's kind of weird, but I don't know. Uh, but yeah, feeling good, man. Uh, Ten more pounds, I guess I've got left. Yeah, and start uh, lifting some weights or something. I, I've got that on the uh, the the roadmap. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I got um some kung fu or karate. <laughs> I've already learned kung fu, dude. Oh uh, well. Uh, so. What else we got, man? And I think that's it. That's We're out of time. Yeah, yeah, man. Anything else we want to pop off, man? Nothing really. No, man. That's uh, same same silliness. Yeah, just everyone stay safe. Wash your hands. You Ooh. know, be kind to one another. Um, be kind to one another. Visit the website. Yeah, yeah. Visit the website hackers.xxx. Yeah, check us out everywhere online. You know, we're we're somewhere. We're somewhere. Just type in hackers. I hey, I sent a tweet out this week. Well, I did. Yes, it was a lovely tweet. I, it was uh, in remembrance uh, to the, all of the families and victims of the uh, 9-11 terrorist attacks. Oh, yes. And, uh, you know, we you know that uh, that was my tweet this week. And uh, I felt very privileged to send that tweet out um, on the behalf of on the on the name of hackers. And so uh, that, you know. We are, we are, I am, we is on Twitter, and you can check me out on Twitter, uh, twitter.com forward slash gummo, G-U-M-M-O-X-X-X. Uh, check us out on the website, hackers.xxx, as my man just said. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can hit the contact link as well. You know, we got that new, uh, brand new high-pass uh, contact page running now as well. Yeah, so we have the really animations, cool. man. Yeah, we do. Uh, what else is out there? I don't know what else is out there. Uh, you know, and I'm, I guess I'm going to echo your sentiment, man. You know, just wash your hands, folks. Please uh, do the right thing. Uh, stay, stay the hell away from people right now. You know, wear a mask, uh, social distance. Uh, you know, there is a vaccine in the works. Uh, we, we do see it coming out. Uh, and, and, and tra- you know, when, uh, before I close the show out, I'll tell you what. Hmm. I was reading an article about something called doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. What is that? Doom scrolling. It's basically where people take, uh, well, you know, everyone is on their mobile mobile device, right? You know, they're flipping and and all of that. Yeah, swiping, tapping. Yeah, swiping, tapping, all of that. And God bless you if you do that. But um, (laughs) it was an article about about the actual, you know, like 
just always searching, flipping, scrolling for that next bit of information that's bad, right? Like, right. like you know, what, what, what has some political stunt happened, or what, what, what disaster has emerged, or what like that? And I think there's a lot of emphasis and focus on all of the doom and, and <laughs> bad things in life. And yeah. I think really what what people forget is you know the the wonderful things in life, like. You know, um, if, if you can get away from some of these larger cities and metropolitan areas, wherever you live on the earth, and go to somewhere very dark at night, and just look up in the star, look up in the sky, and you'll see the Milky Way. Oh, yeah. Did you, you know, and a lot of people don't realize that, if it, you know, because of light pollution, right, and another form of pollution, another form of things we're doing bad to our planet. Right. You know, uh, there's there's only a very few places left in the earth that where you could go outside at night and look up and see billions of stars. How billions. it's meant to be. <laughs> How it was meant to be, right? Yeah. So think about that for a minute and do a Google search on that and figure it out as well. Uh, other than that, yes, uh, please take care of yourselves. I love you all very much. Thank you for tuning in. My man, I'm out of here. I'm going to go and uh, it's, it's, you know, th the waves are a little bit high, so maybe we should uh, flip on outside and see what we can catch. Yeah, for sure. All right, cool. Then when that's that's that. Then uh, we're going to get out of here until next week. Take care of yourselves. I love you guys all. I really do. And please uh, love, remember to love, care, and share, and help others in need. Until next week, we'll see. What the fuck? Peace and love. <laughs> until and all next that. week, we'll talk to you then. All right, bye. <laughs>